1: Notre Dame fans, we are back. It is Friday. It is Irish Breakdown. It is prediction time. That's Ryan Roberts. I'm Brian Driscoll. And Ryan, man, let's just dive right into this. Notre Dame heads down to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. They'll probably be leaving today. And they take on the 3-0 North Carolina Tar Heels. I will say big picture, Ryan, when you look at this game. It is an absolute must-win for Notre Dame in order to kind of get their season back on the right track. If they don't win today, it's gonna it's gonna be a big, or tomorrow, it's gonna be. There's some red flags that need to get waived for this season. For North Carolina, this isn't this is a game where they're trying to achieve some legitimacy, right? The Tar Heels are three and zero. Their best win was what a two point win over Appalachian State right? A seven-point win over Georgia State. Haven't been challenged yet, really, to the degree, but I think the App State win on the road was a good win. It was an ugly win, but it was a good win. So both teams have a lot at stake, Ryan, but for Notre Dame specifically, this is a a game, and we've referred to it as a get-right game for the offense. I think this is for the whole team. This is a get-right game, Ryan. This is the kind of game where if Notre Dame is able to go out and win this game, get a second win on the road, power 5 victory on the road going into the bye week, the mindset of this team changes a lot and i think some of the pressure comes off if but the opposite is true. If they go mm-hmm. to the bye week and they have to sit for 2 weeks with a loss, getting ready to go out to Vegas and play BYU You start getting a little bit nervous about the potential wheels falling off so i do think there's a lot at stake for the irish on saturday
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
1: Everyone should start their day with a great cup of coffee. And for my family, that means the latest blend from Trade Coffee. My wife loves Trade Coffee. And when my parents were in town for the Notre Dame season opener, I turned them on to Trade Coffee as well. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before. Because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste-testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. The coffee we got from Trade was superb. My wife is very picky with her coffee. I've told you that before, so I trusted Trade Coffee and had her fill out their quiz. They sent us three different blends, and they batted a 1,000. We received the Holmes blend from Sparrow Coffee in Michigan, the Big City French Roast from Joe Coffee in New York, and the Black Velvet from Atomic Roasters in Massachusetts. That's our collection, and trust me, we're adding to it. But if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus shipping at drinktrade.com slash irish. That's drinktrade.com slash irish for $30 off. Try it out today.
2: The bye week is the biggest key for me, right? It's it's the, it's the fact of where this game lies with what has happened so far. One and three in the bye week going into – Kind of the meat of your schedule a little bit. That's it's tough, man. And you talk about demoralizing a little bit. Like it, it could be very easy for players to kind of just check out, right? Like it could be very easy at one and three in a bye week to just kind of feel sorry for yourself. And then the national media perspective obviously is going to just going to rail you all for two weeks about how you're just not good and Marcus Freeman's not the guy. And there's going to be a lot of repercussions if Notre Dame loses this football game and a lot of negativity around the program for a team that has had the entire off season was very optimistic, you know, and then obviously with how it's gotten started, it's, it's killed a lot of the momentum in that regard. But in the, in the other way, to your point, if you're sitting at two and two in the bye week, after what you've, what you've had to deal with the first couple of games, beating North Carolina, kind of resting a little bit and then getting a little bit of the energy back. Like that's that, that would be big time. I think for this team, because again, I keep talking about this and it, it's definitely not an excuse because you know, that I have high standards for this team. And I, you know, I, I need to see a championship in my lifetime. So there, there's no excuses, but their game is a younger team. There is, right? So I right. think this, if you win and go into a bye week, I feel like that could kind of boost the energy and the confidence of a younger football team. And I think that could be absolutely vital for this team heading down the stretch. And then obviously just kind of securing a little bit of momentum that's been lost the first couple of games.
1: I think it's a young offense and that's mm-hmm. the side of the ball that's been the primary reason for the one and two start. I mean, the defense yep. has been far from perfect. But the defense has played well enough for you to be 3-0 and right now. Has the defense been great? No. They were great at times against Cal, but not great for 60 minutes against Cal. But I think they played well enough to where you should be undefeated right now. And yep. I think if you bounce back and beat North Carolina on the road, you're 2-2. Two and two, And now you're just one game off of where most people thought they would be, which yep. is 3-1. and one. And now you can just look at it and say, hey, Marshall, we screwed up. We, we didn't come to play that day. We, we, we didn't do what need, we needed to do, and, and we went out and, and got beat. When that happens, you can kind of point to some ga- similar games for good teams in the past if you can get on a roll. You know, we've talked about Ohio State losing to Virginia Tech in, in 2014. That was a mediocre Virginia Tech team, better than Marshall, but not a ton better than Marshall. You lost at home by two touchdowns. And so we've seen it, but it, it that that perspective only becomes a legitimate thing to say if you beat Carolina and go go on a win streak, yep. And that's really the key of it, right? <clears throat> is is being able to kind of start getting some Ws, getting some momentum because I think this team needs confidence in, in all phases of the game. I think that that the combination of I, I'm going to say this, and and I, people to let me explain. I think there'd be less questioning and less lack of. Confidence if the previous coach was here. And what I mean by that is it would be the team would still be kind of being to themselves. Like, you know, we've talked a lot about how, under the previous coach, the players felt like they needed to take more ownership of the team because there wasn't a lot of trust there with the staff. And I feel like that would still be the case. There wouldn't be as much questioning and it would just be like, this, this is what, it's how it's always been. I think because they did put a level of trust in this coaching staff and it is a new coaching staff that when things start going south, it can become a lot easier to point fingers. Well, you know, coach Elson wouldn't have done this or coach Alexander wouldn't have done that or coach Quinn wouldn't have done this. Right. I think it's a lot easier to go down to that trap when you are not having a success. And so I think a win in this game squashes all that. In my opinion, and and I and I think that is another reason why this game is so incredibly important. Because like, hey guys, we screwed up against Marshall, right? We screwed up. We there's no excuses. But hey, we've righted the ship. Now it's time to let's get healthy in the bye week. Let's practice. Let's work out some things. Let's get where we need to get to, and then let's start rolling. Because if big picture, on if they can win these next two games, Notre Dame will go on a run. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the two best teams this week, and then the two weeks against BYU. So the two best teams are going to play up until Clemson, right? And so now they can also lose to every team they play except UNLV if they play like they did against Marshall. My no. point is, in order to beat these next two teams, you have to right the ship and not be doing the things you did that got you beat against Marshall, right? Yes. Now, will they be that team? We do not know. They have a lot to approve. That's why this game is big. But I do feel like in order to do what they need to do to beat North Carolina, they're going to have to write some of the stuff that we've seen the first three weeks. That's the big key.
2: I mean, especially on the offensive side of the football, right? I mean, if you're talking about just the, I mean, Brian, like they, they can't play like they've been playing over the last couple of games and score in North Carolina. Like it's just impossible, right? Like that's just not going to happen. So to your point, yeah, you have to write the ship a little bit because you just can't play the style that you've been playing and win this football game, I think, right? Like, right. Y- people are going to point again at the, hey, you only gave up 21 points to Ohio State. And, and sure, can Notre Dame limit the impact of North Carolina? But the fact of the matter is, is that you're going to have to score a little bit. Like, you're going to have mm-hmm. to. And score, a. D- I mean, this is a team that's going to force you to get uncomfortable, right? Like, we've talked a lot about that this week with the offensive, offensive staff at North Carolina with what they've been doing, right? So... That Notre Dame will have to write the ship because they'll have to continue to get better defensively to stop some of these talented playmakers and this really talented quarterback. And offensively, they're going to have to score. You're going to have to. Like, this is not a game that you're going to win, most likely, 20-17. to 17. Like, this is just not that game, in my opinion, right? This is a game where you're going to have to score a lot more than you've been scoring over the last couple of games to win this football game. So I agree with you completely in the sense of, like, uh, yeah, definitely. They're definitely gonna have to change because they can't play the same style and beat this North Carolina team, in my opinion. Right. So, Ryan, obviously we talked about what a lot is at stake. I, I think the other thing
1: too is, is is if the offense cannot get right in this game, I mm-hmm. think more than anything else, that would be the biggest red flag to me. If you cannot get right this game, you have to ask yourself, I don't know when or if it'll happen. Right? Like yep. the offense has played bad the first three games. We have seen things happen we've seen teams in the past kind of come out on one side of the ball early in the season and not play great and then get better. you know the, the one the most recent example that I can think of with Notre Dame where they actually got good not just last year where they struggled and it got a lot better later in the year but last year even with the early season struggles they still played really well on offense against Florida State in the opener. there hasn't mm-hmm. been a game like that this year but I go back to the 2018 season. When Notre Dame, you know, kind of came out early in the year, and and really they just weren't real sharp on offense early in the year. You know, they scored 24 points in a win over Michigan. But they only had two, 302 yards of offense. They scored 24 points in a in a win over an ugly win over Ball State, ran for 117 yards, and then had a, a a 22 to 17 win over a Vanderbilt team that and had 380 yards of offense. And that was a Vanderbilt team that finished the year six and seven you know, uh, a week later lost by 23 to South Carolina. And then of course they make the change of quarterback and from Brandon Wimbush to Ian book. And then of course that sparks them to kind of come out the really the next three weeks and just be on fire offensively scored 56 against wake 38 against and went for 550 yards against Stanford. And then of course a 45 point outburst against Virginia tech. So the offense has been worse so far than it was in 2018, and mm-hmm. I don't think the breakout will be quite as strong as it was. But if they can have a breakout, I you know you know get into the 30 points against North Carolina, you at least start to build some momentum to get this group going. Because I don't care what anybody says, this is a group that to me should be a lot better than it is. A lot better mm-hmm. than it is. I'm watching Tennessee score 50 plus points a game with Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman, and I'm thinking. Is the talent there that much better at the skill positions in the offensive line, and is a quarterback really that much of a difference between eighteen points a game and fifty-two points a game? I just don't think that it is. I think it's about mindset, it's about scheme, it's about teaching, it's about play calling, it's about building around the talent you have. And so, I just want to see this team start to do that and and get them and look, Ryan. If they if if they're doing the thing schematically that they need to do, and they're 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 asking Lorenzo Styles to do things that he's good at and asking Braden Lindsay to do things he's good at. And same thing with Tobias and Jaden Thomas and the other tight ends and Chris Terry, Archer Estime, and they're still not that good. Then we can say, you know what? There's a talent problem. We've seen mm-hmm. it now. The problem that we've had in their name in past years and the problem that we're having now is they're not doing those things. We know what Braden Lindsay's good at, and they're not asking him or not letting him do those things. Let's see what though, how that goes. And that's the big thing for me is I want to see that start to happen. And then if it's still not good enough, then we can say, you know what, there's a quarterback problem. There's a receiver problem. There's a, you know, all those type of things. And I think that's the, you know, that's to me what it boils down to for me.
2: Yeah. I mean, Brian, we talked about it yesterday. Right. And I, I kind of will reiterate it again there's no excuses this week. Like there's not right. Like I, I just want, I want this staff and this team to just come out and just let everything out there, man. Like, I don't want to hear, I don't want it to be a simplistic and, and I don't want it to be, well, not simplistic. That's not the right word. I don't want it, this to be a, an approach where you're just kind of like, okay, they're just trying to keep the ball away. And then you, after the game, you're like, Oh, well this happened and that happened. And I don't want to hear any of that, man. Right. And, and for the most part, I mean, I give Marcus Freeman some credit. He hasn't really like shied away from it, right? Like he said like, you know, like we need to play better and we need to coach better and and all the stuff that he should be saying, right? So it's not like he's just saying like, oh, well, we can't do this, we can't do that. So We haven't uh, caught
1: any breaks where right. you know, right, Yeah, you know. There's
2: not there's not there's not excuses being You haven't heard in the my distance. guys
1: versus Kelly guys thing like Kelly did with yeah. the wise players. You haven't heard any of that stuff. You exactly. haven't heard any of
2: that stuff. Yeah, but I, but from our perspective, I just don't want there to be a a approach in this game where you can potentially create a scapegoat, right? You can create an out like, Oh yeah, you're right. Like, you know, this guy and that guy and and whatever, like I don't want there to be an excuse this week. I just want them to, be aggressive, let it all out there. And if Notre Dame loses, Notre Dame loses. But at least at that point, I'll have a much better understanding of what this team is. Like I will hundred percent, like, like you said, you'll know if it's a talent problem, you'll know if it's a coaching problem, you'll know if it's a scheme problem, whatever. You'll know the exact answers because I think there's been points like first game with Tommy, everyone wanted to talk about, right? Not a well-called game. I agree. Last game, I think some players didn't make plays if I'm being right. completely honest. Like I don't think it was all coaching last game. So I want to know I thought the fully. coaching was
1: actually pretty decent last game, yeah. game plan wise and play calling wise. I mean it wasn't exactly how I would have done it, but it was I mean there was opportunities yeah. there for a lot of a lot more. Agre- and there
2: was. Yeah, 100% and there was adjustments that were made in that game which gives you hope. I mean against Marshall, how many guys were open, man? Like it wasn't like it was just like this scared, conservative team. Like there were there were shots taken in Marshall. Yeah. So there's been spurts of questionable coaching there's been spurts of oh, yeah. players not making plays but regardless i don't want there to be any excuses from the coaching side of things i guess is my main takeaway right like yeah. i don't want it to say like oh tommy's limiting this offense i want everything to open up from a team perspective really and i want to know exactly if this is a team issue this is a player issue this is a coaching issue i want to have a full scope understanding because we are week four now right we're four games in we should start to get a very a much deeper understanding of just what this team is ultimately
1: so Ryan, when when we look at this game, let's kind of let's kind of dive into how we see it like playing out, right? And then kind of end with your predictions. So I'll let you kind of start off. Yep. Because I think what we're what we're going to do today with the predictions is uh, I'll t- well I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And then Ryan, if you if you're on the same page with me, you can. I still one of the most troubling things for me, Ryan, right now in evaluating this team is I can't really point to uh, certain things to say, hey, you know what? Like you can hang your hat on this, and if you fix this, then it, it'll be fine. You yep. can defensively, but offensively, it's just there's a lot more concerns for me
2: because
1: mm-hmm. it's not just about changing the scheme. There's a there's a, a psyche problem on this offense. There is a confidence problem on this offense. There are a lot of things that I, that are harder to fix, and I don't know if the people there are capable of doing it. We'll have to find out. So, but what what, what I'm doing today? with my prediction is I'm going with what should happen. Not so much yeah. what I think will happen because I have no clue what's going to happen. I, I have a very hard time getting a read on this football team because I just don't know mentally and emotionally where they're going to be, you know, cause we've seen them up for the cow game emotionally and mentally. some up for the Ohio state game monthly and emotionally down for the Marshall game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that just because the Ohio state let down is this team just very inconsistent from an emotional standpoint? I don't know because we're still so new into this coaching staff's tenure together. So I'm just going to tell you what should happen based on the talent of the two teams, the matchup of the two teams, and and what should happen coaching-wise to take advantage of the strengths and, and, and weaknesses of your own team. So that's what my prediction is going to be today. Not so much how I think it will play out, because I have no clue, but how it should play out. And yeah. that's normally how my written predictions are, but I'm going with that in this, this show too, because I, I just still don't have a good feel for what this Notre Dame team is all about on either side of the ball. Like Al Golden, great job last week. But my fear is that he's going to go with a pass-happy game plan again, like we saw the first two weeks, and I don't think that's going to work as well against North Carolina, in my opinion, as it did against Ohio State, because you don't have a whole month, two months, to prepare for it like you did the Buckeye game.
2: Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I I took it from the same vantage point too, right? Like my prediction is also based upon how I think it should Go, come, you know how it should play out and that's what i did last week too against cal and me and you were both pretty close to the cal score right like it, at least in the ballpark yeah you were a little closer than six. i was yeah well yeah. no
1: what was your you said 27 13
2: i, I was tw- yeah 27 to 13 yeah or 14, yeah. One of those, i was yeah.
1: 20 to 16 so kind of like right in yeah. the middle of those yep. two is is kind of how the game played out but you know last week i predicted how i thought the game would go and that's pretty much how it went but i just i just Cal's, Cal was a much easier team to predict because mm-hmm. of the matchup. North Carolina yeah. is a lot tougher to predict, in my they opinion. Are. So I'm going to go with something different in this game.
2: Yeah, because I mean, for for North Carolina, they are also a little bit of a question mark, right? Sure. Like, because they are a, a very talented team. I don't think anybody would doubt that part of it. It's just you haven't seen it against a great team yet, right? So it's, and you mentioned like they, they won against seven against Georgia State, right? And they almost gave up a comeback to Appalachian State. So it's not like they're a, they've just been like this dominating 50 something to 10 victory every single week. Like they're averaging 51 points, but they're also giving up 37 points a game, right? Over 37 yeah. a game. So it, there's a lot of question marks here. How I kind of see it playing out personally is I, and this is more, this is more, For This is more of a comment on what Cal is. I mean, what Cal is. What North Carolina is comparative to what Notre Dame is. Honestly, Brian, North Carolina's defense is not good, man. And I I understand that Notre Dame has had their deep struggles on the offensive side of the football. I get it. But at the end of the day, man, I've seen a couple not great offenses score in North Carolina. So I am just – I'm sitting here and I'm just like – there is no possible way Notre Dame doesn't score a little bit right. on them, right? Like, there's no possible way, in right. my opinion. Like, I—that's what my—that's what my mind is telling me. It's not even a heart sure. thing. Like, this is yeah. not a biased thing at all. This is like, do you see how bad that defense is? Do you see how bad it is? Like, it's—it's it's yeah. been really rough, folks. So, that's how I kind of see it. I, I think Notre Dame's going to be able to score on this team a little bit, right? Like, I think they're mm-hmm. going to. And from there, it's. As what can your defense? How much can your defense limits the North Carolina offense? That's what right. it comes down to for me. Because I would really be surprised if Notre Dame just laid an offensive goose egg in this game, just based upon what I have seen from North Carolina the first three games.
1: I was having a conversation on Twitter the other day, and I don't I don't often discuss things with people on Twitter, but this guy had a. Uh, I mean, he was making some. He was having a trying to have a, a real football conversation, and and it was like, you know, Hey, look, I agree with a lot of what you wrote in your keys to. Vi- I think it was the was it the keys to victory i forget which one it was no it was the stacking up article uh, that we did and he said but i just can't see this offense you know i can't give i can't give notre dame the edge in this particular aspect of uh, uh, offense and i and i said look i understand it i said but number one notre dame's rankings are better and they've played tougher competition mm-hmm. right like like i know that notre dame fans are frustrated how bad the offense is but honestly in every capacity north carolina's defense has been worse yeah. Because they're not only getting gashed, they're getting gashed by teams they shouldn't be getting gashed by. I mean, App State's a quality football team this year. They're not a 61 points quality football team this year. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, they're not an almost 600 yards of offense quality football team this year. That that's not what App State is. I mean, you know, you look at the other games they've played, and it's I mean, they scored 32 points and had 456 yards against Troy, 6.6 yards per play. It's pretty good. You know, 17 points and 315 yards on the road against AM. For a team like App State, that's a pretty good day. Got the W. Yep. Gets yep. North Carolina. They had 649 yards and 8.2 yards per play. Like, that is a significantly better output than anything that they've done. I mean, and Ryan, I'm looking at this. The last time that App State went over 8 yards per play was the end of the 2020 season against North Texas. <laughs> A team that year, Ryan, they went four and six and gave up 42.8 points per game that year. Wow. Right? So, I mean, that's just not something that they do often. So, But that's kind of goes to the point of if you can't get right this game, there's a huge problem that doesn't just get fixed by putting Tobias Merriweather out there, which they should do. Right? That's not the point. That should happen. But what, what I'm saying is if this, if you don't get going this game, there's a much deeper problem. And you've got to, I mean, if you're Marcus Freeman and your offense doesn't score in this game, you've got to sit back and say, you know, Houston, we have a problem. We have a big, big problem because yeah. that this is I mean, this is this isn't good, man. This is this is not good at all. Hopefully that we're not having this conversation after this game. Well, hopefully we're not. Hopefully the conversation going into BYU is, okay, can they sustain what we've seen the last six quarters on offense? Because you look at the second half against the Cow Cal- and Cow where they scored 17 points in the second half. Now that's not, oh, gee, they're looking like 2019 LSU, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, you know, 17 points get you to 34 points against a pretty good power five defense, which we talked about. So, I mean, and then, of course, your last two drives, you're playing keep away. So that's the thing. You yep. scored 17 points plus – you stopped – I mean, the only drive – the only time I think Cal stopped Notre Dame in the second half was when Notre Dame pretty much was just running the clock out, right? Yep. So, okay, can you can you keep that going? I hope that's the conversation. That needs to be the conversation. And if they can do that – honestly, Ryan, even in a loss, if, if it's a shootout and they lose in a shootout, I'll be disappointed. We'll be very critical of what happens. But it's kind of like you know the defense is going to get figured out. If the offense – you know, if they lose a twenty-four to twenty game, I'm gonna the the post game show is gonna be very interesting. Let's just let's yes. just say that, right? Post game <laughs> show is gonna be very interesting because this is absolutely. And now, will North Carolina get better? Yeah, sure. Will their defense get better? Yeah, they're not going to end the season giving up thirty-seven points points per game. But you you've got to make sure this isn't the week that they get right, and that's mm-hmm. what we're gonna see. So back to the com conver- to the conversation at hand. Let's get back to prediction time, Ryan, because. We have made our predictions. You can find them at irishbreakdown.com, along with our predictions for Clemson and Wake Forest and Tennessee, Florida. We will have our AM Arkansas game predictions coming up soon on the website. We'll also have our Ohio State, Arkansas, Ohio State, Wisconsin scores coming up soon. And this afternoon on the message board, we will put out our upset picks of the week. So I do think I have my upset pick, Ryan. I do think I have settled in on it. And I'm actually going with an unranked team over a ranked team at home. Ooh. So I'm going to have that. So we'll get into that at the end of the show, too. <laughs> so, Ryan, without further ado... Let's kind of dive into this uh, prediction time, Ryan. I want you to kind of tell me your prediction score and then how you see the game playing out.
2: Yeah, so I had it Notre Dame thirty-four, North Carolina twenty-eight. So I kind of highlighted that already. Again, I I understand that some people are rolling their eyes in the chat. I know they probably are, right? Because Notre Dame scoring thirty-plus points a game, they're only averaging eighteen points a game. I get it, folks. Like, trust me, I'm I, I've had my fair share of pessimism over the last couple of weeks. Like, I hundred percent get it. But the point of the matter is, again, I think this is more about North Carolina than it does about Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame could have a very average to okay offensive day and potentially score 30 points because I don't think North Carolina's defense is good at all. I I just don't think it is right. So Notre Dame, I think, is going to get it right in the direction. Right. Like I don't think it's going to be beautiful at all times, but I do think that they're going to do enough to get into the 30s. And the defense, again, like North Carolina's offenses look stellar. But they haven't played a great defense of it to this point. The best defense they've played is App State. And App State's defense has, in my opinion, two quality players on it, if we're being co- completely honest with ourselves, right? So 28 points I think is still a, a solid number for them because I think they're going to score some points. Like you're not going to shut out this team. You're not going to win 34-10. to They're going to be able to score a little bit with you. But I think that Notre Dame is going to have enough at the end of the day. So 34-28 Notre Dame comes. It goes into the bye week, 2-2. Two
0: So
1: 34-28, defense does enough to get the job done. I kind of laugh at people talking about not, not scoring 30. Like, okay, the worst power five in, team in the country last year on offense was Vanderbilt, and they even got to 30 in a game last year. Like, they're going to score 30, guys. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to get to 30 at some point in time. So uh, if you can't get to it in this game, then, then we have a you – know, this is a team that Florida A&M scored 24 points on this team. Like right, like so I
2: I, I, I know yeah. I saw someone in the chat, Brian, saying something about the quarterback. Like I get it, man. I, I get again, I get the pessimism, but tell someone tell me what the name of the quarterback is for Florida and I know his name. Do you know right. his name? Darren Granger right. from Georgia State. Is he a guy that you would want playing quarterback right. for Notre Dame? Can it's we be serious points. with ourselves a little bit? Can we be it's serious with ourselves? Points. How, how about Chase Bryce? Last time he was in the power five with your 10 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Is that <laughs> what you want a quarterback? Like, can we stop for you people? Right. Like honestly, can we stop? Because no, no, some bad? people
1: just like being upset. And I and look, and I get it. They've given people plenty of reason to be upset so far. Uh and and you know, but we'll, let's we'll see how they respond. We'll see how they respond. Mm-hmm. Ryan I went 31 to 24. I think we see and so we're close. You and I are yes. very close in margin of victory. I I actually think the defense will make uh, more stops in this game. I think that and my 24 uh comes from I think what they're you know I kind of have a a two point conversion in there, you know, so I kind of have um I have uh I'm trying to think here. I got uh I was trying to think how I did it earlier. So I had a, a, a two point or a a two point conversion attempt in there, and um, you know I think I could see it like being like more field goals and and that kind of thing. I think they'll, they'll have a good red zone defense, so I could see it being like thirty one twenty five with you know something like that, or thirty one twenty three with you know you get five field goals and you know or something like that. You know where you've got to try to get you know something around that lines where they're they've got to go for two at one point in time. But I see it being a 31-24 game is how, about the range I see it. I think that Notre Dame will I, – I just – I don't – I think they're going to come out – they should. Again, this is more of what I think should happen. I think they will come out and play well early on offense. I think they'll run the ball effectively. I don't think they're ever going to have like this big, aha, this offense has arrived moment. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to move the ball enough that they are getting into an early rhythm should move the ball well enough early to get into an early rhythm get some early points but a lot of this too comes down to one of the things that could spark this offense is help you know a strip sack that gives them the ball at the 25 yard line yep. you know a a, a an inner. i mean look like cincinnati last year you know they weren't look they didn't look great early against their own defense right it wasn't until they had the interception that set up the first score and then they had the fumble on the kick return to set up the next score. Like, you know, Cincinnati scored 24 points on Notre Dame last year, missed a field goal, should have had 27. But like 10 of their points came off of their their defense setting up scores, right? You know, so like I see something like that right now. That's kind of how I see it playing out. I see, I see that, them getting a little bit of help. I think the big thing for me is you've gone three games without a turnover. And this isn't even about North Carolina. It's just that just doesn't happen in football. I mean, yep. it just you just don't see that. Not from a defense of the quality of Notre Dame's. And so I do think that there's going to be turnovers in this game that is going to help the Notre Dame offense. I, I don't think it's going to be a light the world on fire. Okay, now this is the group we've been waiting to see all year. I think yep. they'll do enough to kind of feel like, okay, there's still some adjustments to make, and they can build on this in the bye week and then hopefully be ready to go play BYU. But I but I th- and I think it'll be enough. But I also think that they're gonna capitalize on some good defense from the Notre Dame from the Notre Dame side of things to help get them some scores. And I think they'll win 31-24. I think it'll be a a game that if if I'm right on the turnovers, I think it's a game that Notre Dame has a lead and then Carolina charges back. Hmm. Is kind of how I see it going. At least yeah. that's kind of how I hope it is. Because if it comes out to where, like, I don't know if this team is capable of doing what the 2020 team did, which is fall behind early. You know, like Notre Dame got the ball first, went negative, got had negative yards, punted, Carolina scored. Then Notre Dame offense came right back and scored. And then Carolina went down and scored, and then Notre Dame, you know, kind of came back and scored. And and I don't know if this offense is capable of that early tit for tat. That's my biggest concern to this game. Yeah. It's fallen too far behind because – you know, it just, I don't know if this team, I just think the confidence of the team then just starts to plummet and then you see them start to press. And that's when Notre Dame makes mistakes. So I, I think the defense has to come out early. I think they will. I think the offense will come out and and, and run the football and, you know, hit a shot or two. I do think we're going to see them hit a shot or two early, at least take a shot or two early. I hope that we see that. And then that's how I see Notre Dame uh, kind of rolling in this game. That's how I see it kind of going. So I hope that's, that's how it goes.
2: Yeah, it's a good point, though, Brian. I I do think that Notre Dame needs to play from ahead in this game, right? Like, I think they need to kind of control the pace because if you get into a game where North Carolina is just kind of opening things up in the second half and coming from behind, or you have to match one for one in each drive against them, then I don't think that that plays into your favor. But if Notre Dame comes out and has a solid opening couple drives or a solid solid first half, and then they're kind of just pacing from ahead – I think that they defensively will have enough to kind of hold them down. But, yeah, yeah. I just – yeah, I think they have to play from in front a little bit.
1: And we'll see if they're capable of that, right? And, and we'll yep. see how the defense handles that. that. I mean, that's something the defense – you know, the defense did that against Ohio State for the most part. You, you, you know, if you, if the defense is able to kind of have the early success against North Carolina they did against Ohio State, hopefully better play for the off defensive line. That's going to be a big key. But if they're able to do that – then, you know, you feel better about them being able to distance themselves a little bit. You know, this yep. is not a defense as good as North, as Ohio State's. And Ohio State's has a, a, a much better improved defense this year. I don't think they're quite as good as the way Notre Dame made them look, in my opinion. But, you know, it's definitely an improved defense. Jim Knowles is doing a good job. But I, the, the point I'm making is, is this is a much more vulnerable offense, defense. I mean, Ohio State's defense last year was significantly better than the defense that North Carolina has right now. You know, and so, you kind know, of that's kind of where I'm at for this game, Ryan. Yep. So we have Notre Dame winning and going into the bye week with a 2-2 two and two record. Let me ask yep. you this, Ryan, before we move on to predictions for the other games, and then we will address the Elijah Page situation uh, in the mailbag. So we'll, we'll discuss that. We will have a mailbag after the prediction. So if you have your questions, get them in now. Uh, we'll, we're going to do a full show today. As long as you all have questions that, an- that you want us to answer, we'll answer them. And then I'm going to finish backing and hit the road and head, start heading down to Chapel Hill. So, Ryan, I want to ask you this. Do you think it matters how they win to for Notre Dame to kind of go into the bye week with the kind of confidence that the ship gets fully righted, or do you think it has to happen on the, on the heels, so to speak, of Notre Dame's offense showing? Like, does the Notre Dame offense have to go into the bye week having earned – its own defense's trust and respect for this thing to get really rolling. I have an opinion on yes. this. I want to give you a chance to to answer it first.
2: Yeah, I, I lean towards the latter 100%. I think that, look, there's, there's a possibility where you just kind of stifle North Carolina's offense a little bit, not fully obviously because they're a talented team, and you could win an ugly game, right? Like there's a possibility of that, Brian. But, like, I wouldn't feel better personally because, one, again, I just keep coming back to this. North Carolina's defense is bad, right? Mm-hmm. So the biggest the biggest thing that has been so frustrating is the offensive performance from the Notre Dame side of things. So if they come out of this game and they win an ugly game where the offense just does not look like it's in sync, it's not improved at all, then I don't feel – I feel better because they won a, a football game against a team that I consider a, a good team, at least a talented team. But if they have a bad offensive performance, then I don't think that you – I don't think you can say they – are close to writing the ship or heading in mm-hmm. the right direction, because that's been the biggest question mark so far. And you're going to get into these games, probably against Clemson, definitely against USC where your offense needs to play well. Like right. it just needs to, right? So I think it would, I would call it bittersweet because at the end of the day, a win is all that matters. But to your question of would I feel better about the tra- per the trajectory of get the ship getting right, I would say no, because I, I need Notre Dame to have a good offensive performance. Here. Yes.
1: They have to be able to show that they have a pulse offensively. And with all due respect, I mean, for me, Ryan, and I'm not trying to take a shot at Notre Dame or the offensive staff or anything like that, but when we're talking about how happy we are about a game in which they had 24 points and 297 yards of offense as being a coming-out party or 147 rushing yards as the run game got going – yeah. That's a that's a big problem, right? Like, and, it, and to your point, it can't be that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it can't just be that your defense. Like, could Notre Dame win this game? To your point, where their defense just overwhelms North Carolina, and you know, it's a lot like 2017, and they win 20 to 17 or 24 to 17. Sure, sure. Possible. Possible. I mean, I think this defense has a chance to be every bit as good as the 2020 defense, if not better, as a whole. There's no Jeremiah Wusukor Mo on this group. But there's a chance, as a whole, for it to be better. And so, for me, Ryan, to your to your point, they could get a win against North Carolina that way. But I'm going to get really nervous about some of the teams that they're going to play down the road. And and you know, so I'll, if they win this game ugly, where I'll feel good. I was like, okay, they're definitely going to be a bowl team for sure now if they win, even if it's an ugly win, because you know you're two and two, and if you if you win ugly enough to beat Cal and in, in North Carolina on the road. You're going to be able to win ugly enough to beat Stanford at home, UNLV at home, Navy at home, Boston College at home, and probably Syracuse on the road, probably. Yeah, right. But that's not a that's not the given. It should have been early in the year. So you're talking about potentially seven and five, with most likely losses to BYU because I think BYU is better than North Carolina as a whole as a whole team because their defense is a lot better. You're lo- you're talking about a loss to Clemson. You're talking about a loss to USC. So you're talking about a seven and five season. If they can come out of this game and the offense really takes it to Carolina, which to me means you get it right around their scoring average, if not higher, than their mm-hmm. defensive scoring average. Yeah. And the defense just has a good day, then I'll say, okay. I think they've figured it out. I think they're going to build on last week's win this week, and now this team's got a chance to to roll going into the Clemson game. So I, I do think that, I, you know, I, tried, I try not to overreact to smaller sample sizes, but I think that's where we are when you're 1-2. and two. When you're 1-2 and two at a loss to Marshall, that's where you have to be because I think this team is got is in a really fragile place right now. Yes. That how they play this game is going to have a big impact on their faith in each other, their trust in their other. I see if, they, if Notre Dame doesn't win this game, I see a fracture coming between the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, more so the defensive side of the ball with the offensive side of the ball. I think there comes a, a lack of faith in the staff, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I just see it be I see it creating a lot more issues if they don't if they're not able to win this game. And I don't care how they win. They need a win to to really get this thing going. The quality of the win to me will determine just how much this team springboards off of this. That's so that's my take on that.
2: Yep. I agree with you there.